I'm Zach. I'm Roy. And this is Advice Hot Dog. Roy, when we were kids, did you ever imagine that you and I would manage to do 24 entire episodes of this podcast? I never expected that we would be able to do 24 of anything. Yeah. I, I also didn't know what podcasts were when we were kids. I don't think anybody knew what podcasts were when we were kids. I, you didn't think you'd ever be able to do 24 lines of blow, but the fullness right. of time proved that to be wrong. Yeah. You, wh- however much blow you have, that's how much you're going to be able to do. And sometimes that's 24. Uh, 24 I never thought blows. I'd be able to do 24 push-ups, and I probably still can't. Mm, I, I, I stop at 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do 10, and I decide 10's good enough. Yeah? Yeah. You feel pretty proud of yourself? Mm. But I mean, I feel like if you did more, you could you could more comprehensively juice your packs. Yeah, that's true. I really could. But you know, I have this theory about that, that, you know, I'm a likable guy. I feel that if I had a great bod, there'd be no stopping me. And really, other people should have a chance. Yeah, you want to leave some you want to leave some poontang for the other. Fellas. I do. I yeah. do. So so I try to keep a balance of slightly pudgy. I get out of breath and stuff. And but you know, like people like me. See, I'm I'm trying the opposite tactic. I'm trying to get into better shape so I can act like more of an asshole. Oh, okay. How how's that working for you? I don't know. Do, do I seem less likable lately? Mm, no, you seem the same. But but your bot yeah. is getting better. I was already pretty unlikable, so doesn't uh, doesn't say too much. How you been, Roy? What have you been up to? Uh, you know, doing doing this and that. Um, this week I had um a moment of note. Um. Which was, um, I started, well, I started it weeks ago, but I finished a video game that I was playing. Really? Yeah. I think you're on the wrong podcast. To the end. No, I'm probably on the right podcast. Um, I played Limbo, which I thought was really awesome. How low could you go? uh, Very low. That is super depressing to play that game. Somebody suggested that we uh, that we all on April Fools do uh, the other podcast, right? But like, won't people expect it if it's April Fools? Probably, yeah. Plus, and I've said something about it now. Right, I could, I could edit this out so that we don't ruin everything for everybody. Right, but how will they know that we've talked about it? Then yeah. it's not interesting if it's edited out. Yep. <laughs> Post-production, man. That's a rabbit hole I don't want to get into. That's why I like this casual discussion format. I don't do shit. Yeah. We record this, and then I put some music with some accordion in it. Right. I I do have to play that song every time and get it perfect. Why why wouldn't you just record that and um, splice it in? I'm just really bad at this. Huh. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, you played and enjoyed a video game. That's Yeah, it was great. It it, it was atmospheric. It had an emotional impact on you. You cared about the boy, and you didn't want the spider to spear him through his body. It's it's so gruesome how he dies. And, um, you know, and I'm sure that you discuss this and and know more about this because you play video games. Uh, This is definitely one of those games where you are meant to die many, many times in order to figure out certain puzzles. Because there are some puzzles that there is no way that you are going to know that there is something ahead right. that is going to kill you. Yeah, but you you start over really quickly. Yeah, you do. So, so I think that's, that's built the into the, that's the model. The game is supposed to be. Which is very strange. I think most games aren't supposed to be like that, right? You're supposed to, you know, if you really wanted to, go through the game without dying ever. I read an article, and I don't remember who wrote it. It was probably some lady, because it was really offensive. 
to my sensibilities. I see. Uh, but it was about how Limbo is a, is a game that is a perfect example of the way that the kind of guy that makes video games feels about the world and how his art expresses that, which is like, oh, look at this poor boy who there's all these dangers and everything wants to impale him on a spider leg because the world sucks and is terrible. And huh. I wish somebody would love him or at least give him a hand job in an alley. Wow. And really, you were against that? Because I, I feel like if that was actually in an article, you would you would write to that person and say, yes, I agree with you. Yeah. And this is my address. That is exactly how I feel. <laughs> um, Do you yeah. have an alley by your house? <laughs> right. Um, yeah, it was it was fun. It was it was good. Uh, I also got my father in law to read Harry Potter. Really? Yeah. And it turns out because I, I was over at, um, at their house this evening. Um, that my mother-in-law is also reading them now. Hmm. She's on the first book. Cool. It's kind of it's kind of cool. Um, you know, he's on he's just on the fourth book right now, so it hasn't really gotten to sort of part. like a serious level, at least for his sensibilities. But he's enjoying them enough that um, Crane had to make a special trip to their house so that he could get the fourth book on Monday. He's normally a Carl Hyacin, uh, Tom yeah, Robbins. Sorta. Uh-huh. Yeah, he loves... He's normally a Tim Robbins kind of guy. <laughs> right. He listens to Marty Robbins songs while watching the Shawshank Redemption. Tim Robbins has a band. Did you know that? Mm-mm. Yeah. What's it called? Oh, I don't know. The Tim Robbins the... Experience. Yeah, that is actually what I was going to guess, but I it's something. I don't know. I was in Shawshank Redemption. That would be a great band name, All right? the songs are about having sex with Susan Sarandon. <laughs> That's true. They're it's, still together, right? It's the only thing he knows. Or something. It's all I don't they know. do. Yeah. All day, every day. That's that's what you would have to do. Little, just little Timmy goes exploring. Sarandon <laughs> uh, Caverns. Sometimes he goes down the well. <laughs> sometimes he's in the back 40. So uh, how, how was your week? I was okay. I, yeah. I feel like I've just been working and right. nothing interesting has happened. We went to a... A, a lot of interesting things happened this week. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't remember any of them. We went oh, to... work things. There are lots of interesting, terrible, and good work things. Oh, okay. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was that was why. I lost a bunch of days to a, a hacks or an intrusion, a security mm-hmm. violation. I feel very violated. Yeah, I'm My sorry about that. My servers were laid bare and their fruits were... were touched. Their fruits were plucked. Yeah. Oh boy, I just, I don't even want to, I don't even want to use the server anymore because it's, it just is dirty. It's going to need a lot of therapy. Mm, it is. Um, we went to a haunted house last yeah. night. And what was that like? Uh, extremely high production value, not really at all scary. Really? Yeah. So did it feel atmospheric? It and did. like you were a little boy that no one understood? Yeah, I was in the dark and there were a lot of spider, like giant razor sharp spider legs that would shoot through the ceiling. And I didn't get impaled, impaled you. by any of them. Some of our oh. some of our party didn't make it. It was pretty oh. sad. Um, I noticed something about uh, the kind of kids that get jobs at haunted houses. Uh, is I think that they're like the kind of kids that get jobs at the Ren Fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, because every denizen of this haunted house, fake British accent. Either that or really? the haunted house, uh, the haunted house hiring practices are really biased towards uh, British foreign exchange students, or I guess. Australia. But you could tell that they were fake, right? So they I, weren't yeah. very good. I mean, I've heard a lot of. I'm 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 a I'm a serious nerd, and I've heard a lot of fake English accents in my time, governor. <laughs> you, you know, I did experience something um, at the last KOLCon where because I was doing the registration, where there was. Uh, <laughs> 
one of the participants, was actually from England. But when he first started talking to me, I totally thought it was a fake accent. Yeah, well, you get accustomed to that. I, I just kept wanting to ask that, you know, I don't want to fuck with somebody while they're doing their job, right? Because they right. take care of this. I'm like, why are you English? Are, is this an English haunted house? Mm-hmm. Why are we, did we go through a magical hell portal to England? Sure. England is pretty terrible. I mean, I mean, maybe they were all supposed to be speaking Latin, but because people wouldn't understand them speaking Latin, it went with the trope of oh, then because they're speaking foreign, it oh, must be sure. a British accent. Okay, so it's and it's also like they they did they weren't actually saying cocksucker, cocksucker, cocksucker all the right. time. That's right. just a modern equivalent to the the yes. words that they would have been using in the haunted house era. Right. Okay. Um, there was a room that was like tilted at a 45 degree angle that you had to walk through sort of hanging on these rails and a mad be scientist cool. and some Jacob's ladders. Did it move or was it just... It didn't move. Uh, that one state. didn't move. Okay. There was a, suddenly a pirate ship in the middle of the haunted house and there was one room that was being tossed by stormy seas. That's kind of neat. Yeah. It didn't make a lot of sense that there was a pirate ship in the middle of the haunted house. It's a haunted house. Sure. Anything can happen. Okay. I guess that's true. I guess Was there a true. room filled with cats? Uh, no. No, I, that you're thinking of the uh, simulation of a poor person's house. Uh, it's like just which, cat piss, which smell. can be really scary. Uh, yeah, I. You're telling me, buddy. Uh, well, that is a thing. Was there odor? Uh, was no. It, did they play with that? There was a all? fog machine that smelled like fog machine, uh, which <laughs> right? always makes me like ozone, sort of. Yeah, it always makes me want to get out of that room whenever right. there's a fog machine. Because you think you're being poisoned. Well, it's just uncomfortable. You know, it's it's unpleasant to be breathing that stuff in. And and sure, I'm sure there's a little voice in the back of my head that has read too many articles about, you know. I don't know, Michael oh, Jackson's fog machines backup are... dancers and how they all have have uh, have cancer. Oh, I mm-hmm. made up a joke today. It's kind of I don't know if it's a racist joke or not. I don't think it's a racist joke. Uh, what mm. is the what is the leading cause of death in inner city Hispanic nursing homes? Cholo rectal cancer. Wow. I don't know if is that a racist joke? Because the word cholo I don't think is is no really racist, right? Gosh, I don't know. Like that's <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to figure out exactly why that joke is offensive. I guess you could be offended at it, but um, yeah, I don't know that it is uh, racist. Uh, you also don't know that it is funny. Uh, no, it's it is funny. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. It, it it's as funny as when. Um, what was it that your your dad said that because you kind of look like you're Mexican and Chinese that um oh he he uh, yeah the uh, chink cano yeah. I think that is offensive because chink is like chicano is not offensive yeah, but chink no, it's definitely not. is oh, okay so then that one's offensive yeah so then your joke is fine yeah my joke is less offensive than a joke that my dad once made so I must be in the clear yeah that's how it works right it the, is the march of yeah. progress yeah. Yeah. The circle of life. And then your children will tell slightly offensive jokes that aren't as offensive as the one that you yeah, told. And then the and jokes then, that my yeah. grandchildren tell will be so sanitized to my sensibilities yeah, that until I'll just they be won't be funny. These kids today, why don't they do more fucking and drugs? That's what I'll say. Yeah, they can get the young stuff. So uh, what else is going on, Roy? Um, you know, we go to the movies a lot. We do that uh, preview thing. And uh, after last week's podcast, I, I thought maybe uh, we'd been kicked off of the movie list. But no, this week we got an invitation to see the new Footloose, mm-hmm. which I, uh, no one will go, yeah, <laughs> go watch with to, me. I'm not going to avail myself of that opportunity. I don't think. Yeah. Do you want to see it? Are you going to see it? I don't know. I thought it'd be funny to see it because it, it's 
the idea of Footloose to begin with was ridiculous, and then you know, 20 years later to do it in 20, 2011 seems did even it, more ridiculous. Did the original Footloose take place in what was then modern day? It was supposed to be, yeah. Huh. They had Walkmans and stuff. Okay. Is that how they were smuggling dance into the school? <laughs> yeah. It was on their Walkmans? <laughs> uh-huh. Now it's about iPods. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. The preview um, leads me to believe that the premise is the same and that uh, Sam Neill or Bill Watterson or someone... Some actor, Kate Beckinsale. yeah, um, you know, is the mayor of a town, and it is illegal to dance because then that means that uh, kids will go have sex after the dance or something, or someone died because of a dancer. So it's like M Night Shyamalan's The Village, where they've managed to make it so no one in the entire city knows what a vagina looks like, and they need to keep exactly, it that way. yeah. They, by, they've done it mostly by not having the internet or right. uh, any contact with the outside world at all. But they do have those special boxes. Um, but the preview also made, makes you think that, oh, well, they're not dancing, so instead they're performing oral sex on each other <laughs> instead, of, instead of going to dances. Yeah, it seems like what you would do. Yeah, well, I mean, it's 2011. Those things happened at the same time when we were kids. Right, at the dance? Yeah, yeah. in a broom closet. Uh-huh. I don't know. You always heard a rumor. <laughs> seven minutes of oral sex. Somebody, yeah, seven minutes of oral sex in heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you know my name? If I performed oral sex on you in heaven. Right. That's what Eric Clapton would like to know. Uh-huh. Now, see, how hard is it to not have a British accent? Look at Eric Clapton. Yeah, he's can... British. Exactly. And he doesn't talk with a fake British accent when yeah. he sings his songs. I don't know. Mick Jagger. He doesn't, he doesn't sound like he's, he's uh, British, right? You're he's talking British? about Ian McJagger, the guy that played Gandalf. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and, and Magneto. Uh, Roy. Yes. I see in front of me a sheet. And on that sheet bunch of questions are written because questions. people need our help people need our advice roy yeah they I do think we should give it to them i think we should give the people what they want but first roy let's have a cocktail let's have a cocktail roy i was inspired by the song uh, baccarat galactica by one of my idols james kochalka yeah uh which contains the line having a good time just sipping a mai tai humping a pumpernickel like engelbert humperdinck will uh and today's cocktail semen soaked pumpernickel mm-hmm uh, it's not really that would be awful and also not really a cocktail. No, it's not. A, well, I mean, it does involve a cock. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're drinking a Mai Tai. Yeah. A Mai Tai, which I don't think I've ever had a Mai Tai before. I don't think I have either. Wait, we were drinking Mai Tais at Dragon Con. We were? Yeah. At Trader Vic's. I guess that's what you do at Trader Vic's. I saw a werewolf there. His hair was perfect. Oh, were those the things that were from the plastic cups? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, not when we went inside and I tried to set my mustache on fire. That was a different thing. Yeah. What what drink was that? That was a Coffee Diablo. Really gross. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that I forced myself to drink the whole thing. I mean, I can. Did you really I, drink the whole thing? Yeah, I didn't I did. think that you did. I did. I, just, okay. I waited for it to get cold so I could chug it. Because mm-hmm. man, that was awful. Well, uh, really okay, you should you should explain drinks. the procedure of the drink. Oh well, you pour some coffee and gross liquor into a mug, and then you pour some other stuff on top of the mug and light it on fire. Mm-hmm. And then I tried to do a trick and end up burning my lip. Well, it did. I, honestly, it did seem that if you. Uh, pulled up a spoon of the cocktail that was on fire that you should be able to just put that in your mouth. Yeah, of course. I mean, normally when I see something that's on fire, you know, like I like I was watching a documentary and like there was like this volcano and I was like, I'm going to go put my mouth on that. Yeah. That's that's my mm-hmm. my first reaction to something that's on fire. Uh, a Mai Tai is not on fire. Probably mm-hmm. could have, we probably could have made a flaming Mai Tai. Really? Yeah. Is there is there enough alcohol? A Mai Tai the... fighter. Oh, uh, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. 
well, it is, you take uh, one part, uh, no, you take two parts white rum, one part orange curacao, curacao, orange cracow, uh, one, uh, one part orgeat, orgeat, orgeat. Mm-hmm. The guy at the liquor store said orgeat. O-R-G-E-A-T syrup, which is just some sort of almond. Uh, I would syrup. call it orgy. Orgy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, some lime juice, like, a, I don't know, a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ice? Shake that up, pour it over ice, and then float uh, two parts of dark rum on top of it. Then take a picture of it, take a sip, find that that's gross, stir it up, it tastes slightly better. It tastes all right to me. I don't like it. I don't really like rum, and I don't really like rum drinks. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm glad that I now have a orgit. Right. Uh, because that's an ingredient in a lot of things no, that I see in my little uh, cocktail mixer. Kurosawa? Thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Are there other uh, flavors of the Kurosawa? There's blue and orange. What's blue isn't a flavor. Blue? I don't know. It's just called blue Kurosawa? It's called blue Kurosawa. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And huh. they have that everywhere. Orange Kurosawa, I had to go to this. I had to go to the good liquor store to find huh. Orange Kurosawa. Is the blue one to make alcoholic slushies or something? I don't know. Raspberry. raspberry blue raspberry daiquiri. Huh. I don't know, man. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Mai Tai, tropical. I, I, I don't like rum. I wish that we had similar tastes in cocktails. Oh, uh, you know, I do like whiskey sours. We could have one of those. Okay. We could do a traditional with egg whites. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had uh, one of those made for I would try that. It was not very good, uh, but I'll, I'll do it. I'll do sure. it for you. We did have a listener uh, suggest a drink. Is it the Con- the Kanye West? Yeah, yeah, and and Adam. I included it because I wanted people to understand why we don't normally take uh, drink suggestions that people have made up. He writes, "Here is a cocktail recipe that I created called the Kanye West. Step one: fill a glass with as much ice as possible. Step two: squirt a packet of ketchup on top of the ice. Three: pour gin into the glass, fill to the brim. Four: shake and enjoy. Mm-hmm. That would be really messy. You don't pour a bunch of stuff into a glass <laughs> and then shake it." <laughs> And that's the problem that I have with this recipe. Oh, really? It's not the the packet of ketchup. I got in trouble once when I was a kid um, for as a because I thought it'd be a fun, a fun goof at the cafeteria lunchroom table. I just put ketchup on everything on my tray, including the Rice Krispie Square. I just sort of like did a little crosshatch pattern across the all of the food on the tray with ketchup. And I was totally going to eat it. And then the lunch lady came and grabbed it away from me and threw it away and made me go sit in the hall without eating lunch. Oh, because she that, thought you were going to just make a gross mess. I don't know. I don't know what she thought. She said, put away that terrible tray and go sit in the hall. Hmm. I'm like, I don't know what that bitch was trying to stop. I don't know what that she, what was she. What was she trying to protect me from? Oh, no. You might try something new. It's performance art. You're, you're you know, exploring. Yeah. It probably would have been pretty gross eating a Rice Krispie treat with ketchup on it. Although I don't really like Rice Krispie treats in general. Mm, and I didn't yeah. like them then either. Mm, Although they do make worse. those really huge uh, Rice Krispies that you use for for those. And there's the novelty of it being really gigantic. Uh, sure. So it's not very good, but at least there's a lot of it. Yeah. I know sometimes like a stoner will make a Rice Krispie uh, treat where he has uh, maybe fried uh, some dankity dank 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 nugs. Mm-hmm, with the purple the, hairs. Into the, with the, yeah, with the sticky purple hairs and the, and the crystals of THC on them. Uh, and you make, you know, I don't know, you mix that with the marshmallow sauce. Right. And then you, yeah. Peanut butter, right? Sure, yeah, I don't know. Ganja goo balls. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, spaghetti and weed balls. Oh, that, yeah. that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you should trademark that. <laughs> should. Uh, spaghetti and breaking bad. <laughs> spaghetti and weed balls is, is good. You know, like, have a bus that sells those? 
Oh yeah, like some kind food, of medical like a food, bus, a yeah, food truck, yeah, yeah. A food dispensary truck. That that is the way to nice. combine the two most popular things in the San Francisco yeah. Bay Area: right. food truck and marijuana dispensary. Do you think you can idea. do that? I don't know. I think we better. I think we need to edit this out of the podcast so that some <laughs> motherfucker doesn't steal our idea. Yes, and you're make, right. Make our millions, Roy. The millions of dollars that we deserve for coming up with that just now. Right. Um, I mean, really, you came up with it, but I'll tack on to that. Oh, sure. Grab onto my coattails. It's the it's the stylish thing to do. Sure. Trendy. Uh, let's see. Let, let's help these. Let's help these dudes. You got a, okay. you got a question that okay. you're going to read off of last week's list. Sure. Uh, Adam asks, "What's the easiest way to pick up a language background?" And he gives us his background. I recently come to Thailand for five months, been there close to a week now. Oh, I thought you meant like the background from his desktop that was like a sweet still from Back to the Future. No, but Adam, if you have a sweet still from Back to the Future on your desktop, you should send it to us. Oh, man, if you have like a Back to the Future still with Eric Stoltz as Marty McFly, that'd be pretty sweet. I'd Are there like one of those. actually some production shots of they that? They did five weeks of filming before really? they replaced him. So, with, And why did they Anthony replace Michael Hall? <laughs> I don't know. They they didn't like the way they didn't like the they figured the character would be better as the everyman. Huh. So they replaced him with Michael Jackson. And and people can't relate to that. That was Eric back when Stoltz. Michael Jackson was still like a regular guy. I guess Eric Stoltz was like real smart assy uh, huh. in the role. Well, like he a, was like uh, smart assy and uh can't buy love or mm-hmm. some kind can't of wonderful. Buy me the mask. Oh right, he was in the mask. Uh killing Zoe. Right. He kept acting like that. <laughs> kept having sex with hookers uh i'm terrible at languages couldn't learn a single word of uh, german or french in school my brain just doesn't work well with foreign languages i need to learn thai pretty quickly though not only to get uh, by day to day but to pick up the nice looking ladies i'm obviously surrounded by the language but they speak very fast which is difficult for me because we english folks speak slowly in comparison do you have any handy tips on picking up the language and any other language other than buying a phrase book i don't think we speak slowly in comparison i think to people who don't speak english we speak very quickly the same sure as, i uh, i think every language is like that um uh, he, you know what he wants is he wants to get some tennis uh, t- some tennis <laughs> balls yeah shot at his he, face he wants to go to the cheap <laughs> the cheap whorehouse and get some tennis balls shot into his mouth right the fancy whorehouses have the ping, the ping pong, pong balls, balls. Or uh, BBs, yeah, wasabi peas. Uh, well, I, I mean, my first suggestion for learning a language is to move to the country of the language that you want to speak. So he's done step one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when I had to learn German because I moved to Germany, um, I took language courses, which I, I don't know why he's in Thailand. You know, maybe it's for work or whatever. Uh, he's there for five months, so probably for, for some kind of work-related thing. Uh, but if you can take language classes, that really is part of it. Your classes were, what, two or three months? I took them for about five months. Oh, okay. And it was every day. Yeah, so keep taking classes the whole time you're in Thailand, and then just when it's time for you to leave, you'll finally be able to ask a girl out on a date. Sure. Maybe she'll say, do you want to go on a date with me back to my homeland? Right. Where you can be an extremely obedient wife. I don't know if that's true of women in Thailand. Yeah, I don't I don't know either. So if we have any Thai women who are listening, yeah. uh, let t- us know. Tell if that's, us right uh, now, that's are you thing. obedient? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I would go beyond just a phrase book. 
you know, you, and, those, and, you could get one of those comical phrase books that tells you how to say all of the dirty things. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because you'll definitely get a date that way. Yeah. Uh, another thing that people usually suggest for learning to uh, learn, learn, speak a language is to get a girlfriend that speaks the language and then you'll learn it from, from her. Yeah. You'll learn or how from to say him. things like, okay, I guess I'll go to sleep then. <laughs> Um, I didn't know whether to go like the, oh God, yes, or yes. the disappointed. And I thought, you know, disappointment was mm. A, funnier, Get used B, to it. more what I'm accustomed to actually <laughs> yeah. experiencing. Um, what would you suggest? I mean, uh, learning, you know, a language in a school when you're, you know, say in the U.S. is, I think, much harder because you don't have an opportunity to actually speak it. But you will learn the language more quickly if you're actually in the country and have to speak it some people also just can't do it that that's true you know also. i mean and if he says he had trouble learning any you know i mean you're like your your dad always had sure. a, you you were remarkably facile with languages because you grew up bilingual yes right? and i which was the a, youngest of four kids which is a thing that most people don't have like you right. uh, you know and i don't know maybe i don't know maybe this kid grew up in europe and so he did grow up speaking multiple languages or whatever which i feel like it's more common there um or maybe he grew up in America, uh, raised by Renfair folk, and so he spoke English and English with a fake English accent. Sure. Um, yeah, Which man, just makes people laugh. I don't have me. any ideas. Just, I, you know what you do? Just drink a lot. The only time when I was in Germany that I ever was like brave enough to try and speak German to people, it was when I was really drunk. And then it was just all like slurred nonsense. Right. Which is the same in any language. Sure. Well, then it'll seem like you're speaking really fast. Although in Chinese, uh, you have to be careful uh, to slur your... You don't don't have a monotonous slur because there's like tonal... Uh, tonal right, right. You may slur. say the in wrong order thing. For it to, in order for it to sound like actual nonsense. Right. You need to vary your tone. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't have any advice. I mean, you took German for a long time. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, I took college classes right. in German, and then we didn't go to Germany for so many years that I forgot almost all of it. Right, but it did actually start to come back. A I noticed bit. while you were yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, and bit it did. You know, he wrote this question after a week. A week isn't very long in a country whose language you don't know. I'm sure now, by now, two weeks or maybe even three weeks, yeah. uh, he's got a grasp on it. He so probably does. Good job. So yeah, your next question should be, how do I deal with the mountains of Thailandese poontang that mm -hmm. I have pulled by learning how to say these eight simple phrases in Thailandese? And then we can share those with our other listeners. Do, who might do be you say it Thailand. Thailandese? I don't think so. Don't you just say Thai? The Taekwondo. Right. You know, whenever I see a sign of a business that uh, teaches Taekwondo, I always read it as Taekwondo. Mm-hmm. Even though I know it says Taekwondo, it's it's take, and I think that maybe they sell take furniture. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, tea, like oak, oak and take. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, one thing that uh, one thing that I thought was funny about our trip to Germany was the restaurant that we went to that for breakfast had a had a thing called the Frühstücksturm. Uh, which is a breakfast tower, which I read as Frühstücksturm. Yeah, which, which is a breakfast, breakfast storm. storm. Yeah, and it, you know that was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, so learn learn enough of the language so that you can, yeah, that you can <laughs> misinterpret have, have things, things like that, for yeah. it to be funny. Tower versus storm. Uh, all right, what's next? Who's next? All right, well, uh, this is by Paul, who uh, sent in the Kanye West's uh, cocktail suggestion. Thank you, Paul. How do I tell tell someone that I see on a fairly regular basis that I no longer wish to be their friend? I like you. I don't want to be your friend. Let's ride bikes instead would probably be too mix, mixed of a message. I mean, yes, if you don't like someone, 
don't ask them to go ride bikes. You you just say, I'm so, I I don't like you. I'm going to go ride bikes. Yeah, I, I don't like you. I'm going to go ride bikes with somebody else. Maybe you should go do drugs. <laughs> right. <clears throat> to drown the pain. Um, uh, you know, why do you see this person on a regular basis? And um, yeah. maybe they walk to school uh, every day. Maybe uh, maybe you go to the uh, Paul fan clubs at his house and he's the uh, B- the BFF and treasurer of the Paul fan club. And so you have to show up to all the meetings just out of a sense of duty. You're going to break this kid's heart, Paul. Is Oh, okay. You, <laughs> you know, when you said the Paul fan club, I thought uh, that there were fan clubs to that movie Paul that came out last year. <laughs> And that this is something that I've missed because I like that movie. Yeah, I'd probably join, go to join one of those. <laughs> go to a you'd meeting. Be the, you'd be the BFF and treasurer too. You know, here's here's the thing. Uh, there's not really any reason to have a moment where you stop being friends with somebody and tell them that. Mm-hmm. You know, people drift apart, and you can just elect to allow that to happen, and it will happen on its own. The not knowing the circumstances under, under which you have to see the guy all the time. I mean, it's like if. If the reason that you see him regularly is because of something that you're not doing, like, because you're friends with him, then that's weird, right? Like, well, I don't want to be friends with you. We still work together. You still have to go to work, right? So you yeah. can't just, like, stop doing that. Mm-hmm. And if the reason that you see him all the time is because you guys are hanging out because your friends just stop seeing him all the time is the easy way to deal with that awkwardness. Sure, right. Um, but it, it does happen like in a social setting that there are friends of friends that you don't really enjoy, perhaps, but you do see them all the time. And maybe they also want to be friends with you. Maybe I mean, it's that kind of situation. Ignore their calls. You know, I mean, people don't mm-hmm. like somebody will if somebody is sort of oblivious, they'll make a lot of overtures to hang out with you if they are really into the idea of being friends with you and if you don't you know if they're not somebody that you want to hang out with it's awkward and you want to be nice you know you don't want to just be an athlete like look leave Mm -hmm. me alone we're not going to hang out we're not going to be friends but like eventually they'll stop eventually they'll die right so sure eventually we all die uh and then you don't have to worry about it yeah hey thanks for that um Okay, so I sometimes run into this situation where there is someone that I am not friends with. I'm friendly to, right? And I see them sometimes, you know, like, uh, say, in my life, like an art world setting that I see them at openings or that kind of thing. And they do make overtures to hang out. But I see my friends so little as it is that I don't make an effort to sort of create like a new connection. And that isn't because I don't like them. It's just because of time and you know, as I get older, I get busier. And you tell them, it's not you, it's me, and mm-hmm. the fact that I don't have time for you. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's hard. You you can't really tell someone that. It's rough for you, because everybody loves you, and everybody wants to be your buddy. I don't think that's And not true. all of us are as lucky as me. I, I think uh, the, the what you have to do if you want to be friends with Roy, be kind of an asshole, mm-hmm. uh, and then go over to his house and uh, write some songs. Yeah. Works out just fine. Yeah. Quickest way to his heart. Mm-hmm. What's next? Uh, let's see here. Evan writes, my car is on its last legs, parentheses, wheels, and I'll need to get a new one soon enough. What things should I consider in the purchase of a vehicle, both for the car itself and the buying process? That's great. This combines all the things of a question that you want. Where should I go and buy that thing? Oh, yeah. And then something uh, I would else. suggest a car dealership. Yeah. Nailed yeah. it. <laughs> 
That's true. So, uh, Chris, uh, our, our buddy Chris, uh, who was on the last, uh, I guess, video games hot dog, uh, was talking about buying a car recently mm-hmm. and how he went to the dealership and they, they got they, they negotiated a price. And then he's like, do me a favor. Is that computer connected to the Internet? And the guy's like, yes. He's like, go to truecar.com and look up this car. Because what that'll do is it will tell you how much money other people have paid in total for this particular car. Really? And then you say, I want to pay less than that. Or mm-hmm. about that, or right? Whatever. So then you have you have actual data. Um, I, Will they be willing to do that though? Well, I don't know. I think you can catch them unaware. I mean, if if they're not, then that's a reason not to buy the car from them. I guess you know, that's if you true. Don't, if you don't want to, if you don't want to give me a fair price for this car, then I'm going to go buy it from someone who will. Right. right. I would not actually be able to do that. I'm the worst negotiator in the world. Right. I I hate being in situations like that because it feels like okay, I've wasted thirty minutes of your time. Yep. I probably need to spend twenty thousand dollars on a car, oh, yeah, which you, is you never going to thousand dollars an hour, right? Sure, I mean, that's, yeah. um, that's expensive. And you know, I I talked about this on on one of our podcasts when I went to go look at a truck, and I felt very very pressured for that reason, and I don't like that feeling at all. So I don't even like going. I don't like buying things in Mexico when you're supposed to haggle when they everything's yeah, like way haggling. overpriced at like a street market, and you're not supposed to pay what they're asking. You're not even supposed to pay like a quarter. Of what they're asking, which is because the prices are just absurd. Yeah. But then it's like, wow, not I feel like I'm embarrassed by this whole thing, and I'm probably making it so like twelve Mexican children starve to death. You so think this so? Is just lose, lose. That, right. Yeah. They're always trying to sell you the chicle, and you're like, I don't want any chicle, and they're like, but my vision surgery, and then you're like, okay, how much? Is you the take chicle? the whole box, and they're like three thousand dollars a piece. <laughs> Well, I guess you do need to talk them down a little bit. You go sell your car to buy the gum so that the kids can see again. Right. That's true. Or maybe for the first time ever. Now, do you get a lot of gum or just like one box? Wait a minute. How did they know I was there? That little fucker ripped me off. Oh, that's true. They're in cahoots with the car dealership. You start voting for whichever presidential candidate you think is the most likely to bomb Mexico. That becomes Uh, your sole point of political reasoning. Do you you think there are candidates right now who want to do that? Yeah, the platform that they're running on is actually a missile platform aimed at Canada. (laughs) Canada? Well, both. Well, it's aimed at Canada, but they're pointed the wrong way. So it's going to. Equal opportunity annihilator. I mean, the thing is, the, the platforms are near Canada so that we can fire them and then the Mexicans will think that the Canadians oh, right, did right, it, right? right. So yeah. then the Mexicans will be like, hey, can we rent a road so that our armies can invade Canada? Oh. And we're like, sure, sure. And then mm-hmm. the Mexican armies start to go north and we sneak in behind them and backstab them. And then you get like an increased chance of critical hit and like do all kinds of extra damage. Wow. You I, really thought this I have, through? I, you? Thought of, I mean, are you announcing your it, candidacy? I, I am, and I'm going to need to. I'm going to need to know the ins and outs of this plan. Uh huh. And and you're going to be a Republican candidate? Oh, of course. Or whatever it's called that does that. Well, no. Who knows? I mean, hundreds of years from now, when I'm running, I don't know what. I don't know what the hundreds of years only, from now. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the, probably the best thing for me to do is to have myself cryogenically frozen for quite wow. a while. Because I think this plan is too radical for modern audiences. I see. You know, it's like when it's like when uh, Michael Jackson plays that Chuck Barrett song at the end of Back to the Future. What he needs to do is wait and play that song later. Oh, right. Yes. They were ready. It was more than they could handle. Their kids were going to love it. That also <laughs> didn't really make a lot of sense because, oh, this is a song from the 50s. Your kids are going to love it. It's like, no, your kids are going to be listening to Iggy Pop. Right. And the Talking Heads. And this is going to be old to them. 
Sure. But, you know, it starts, gets the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever seen the hot tub time machine? Yes. And I love the moment in that movie when he pulls out like a, a song from the the future and he plays it in the 80s. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. I love those moments and when, when that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was the song? Uh, let's get it started. Okay. I don't know who it's by, but it sounds really modern. It's very 90s. All right. Hot tub time machine, everybody. Yeah. What's the next question? Did we answer it? Uh, go go to a car dealership and, yeah. and get screwed. Good luck. Uh, Susan writes, my life in San Francisco is astonishingly, astonishingly short of nerds compared to my life in other cities, that is. How can I make my life in this absurdly trendy city where my professional employment is decidedly anti-nerdy, more nerdy? Uh, go to a, a hacker space. Oh, they have those in San Francisco? Yeah, that's, that's like designated they, hacker spaces? They, they have noise bridge. Uh, that's a hacker space. Okay. I don't know. You go there and you, you, you do things that seem like a good idea and then just end up being used for child porn. Oh, okay. that's, I think that's what that's what mostly comes out of that kind of thing. It's like, hey, wouldn't it be great if uh, you know if people who were uh, under government scrutiny could sneak data around without having to worry about getting executed by their oppressive regimes? Yeah, let's make this thing that allows them to do that and also everyone to trade child porn. <laughs> when uh, okay, um, I feel like San Francisco is a very nerdy city. I mean, yes, it is very trendy and all, all that, but. Uh, doesn't that I, seem like you know it's... i forgot how i forgot how different isn't San that Francisco where googler is, is from other places uh when i when i went back to our hometown and three separate times i would be walking i was walking wait which hometown downtown the, the town that we met in okay uh, the, the town up in the mountains of Arizona. are you trying to protect its yes, identity I'm to protect its identity uh three different times as i was walking down the street some some asshole hick just yelled something disparaging at me like what? I don't remember. Like, I, I, I could not understand. Go home, hipster. And that Were you wearing happen. your Converse? That doesn't happen in... Uh, I, n- no? I think I was wearing hiking boots. I'm, I'm a middle-aged man. Why, With a beard. Why? D- like... So I remember one uh, one moment when uh, when I uh, I and our friend Chris were walking around downtown and he had kind of long hair and I had a shaved head and somebody in a pickup truck yelled, "Check out the two butt buddies, Baldy and Shaggy." <laughs> so I can understand that like you're like say 18 or 19 and gawky and nerdy that some asshole would just like yell something mean to you out of right. uh, out of the back of a pickup truck, but I'm a middle-aged man and I don't feel like I like I feel like if you put me and 10 other people at random from from that street in a lineup it wouldn't be like which one of these guys are you gonna make fun of oh that that guy Mm -hmm. i feel like i just look like a dude at this point i don't know maybe i look super nerdy i don't know i mean i was wearing i was wearing like a mountain dew shirt that said dungeons and dragons i wasn't really wearing that shirt i i think oh okay i was just wearing a regular button up shirt Mm -hmm. i I was wearing a polo shirt maybe that's what fuck off yuppie (laughs) 
That's what they said. Why don't you go back to your cubicle? Right. Anyway, that doesn't happen in San Francisco. So I, I feel like San Francisco is very nerd friendly. Uh, somebody did, The only thing that anybody ever said that could vaguely be construed as making fun of us was uh, Kevin and I were walking uh, walking home from somewhere and it had been raining and we were both like still holding our umbrellas because we were wrapped in conversation, uh, even though it had stopped raining like 20 minutes earlier. Mm-hmm. And somebody was like, dudes, it's not raining anymore. Like, oh. Well, then that's where you say, well, this is to protect my, my pale skin yeah. from the sun. Yeah, the, the yellow eye, it burns us. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I have a hard time with this question because I think San Francisco is one of the nerdiest cities that, that you know, and again, yes, it is very, very trendy, but you're going to find all the nerdy things that you want. Join, uh, look at Craigslist under nerd. Uh, nerd outs and go to like a public nerd out huh they have like okay. a, make friends like, there yeah just places where people go and nerd out mm-hmm. like some sort of fest a tech fest a, a geek walk <laughs> a geek uh, walk are yeah. there a geek walks mm-hmm. yeah like geek pride uh, there's you can go to those things where it's like take off your clothes and run across a park uh, or whatever streaking yeah yeah a little bit okay. like on mass like uh, big fat guys fat naked guys uh streaking across a park but okay. just sort of waddling, not really running. Sure. I feel like in order just to... Just making their way across the yeah, park. Yeah, yeah. Just like, yeah. Th- like, they, they want to make sure that their balls catch the view of the entire park. Right. And you can't go too fast. Right. Because um, they'll miss something. Yeah. So talk to those guys. Uh, talk to... You can go up to... Uh, you can go up to the area around, like, Haight-Ashbury. Uh, and then there's a lot of people... There's a lot of, like, uh, gutter punk kids who will just talk to you about stuff sure uh, maybe they'll comment on your ghostbusters shirt do you think they'll be nerdy uh, oh, i, I guess if they do comment on your ghostbusters shirt there is a degree there of nerdness yeah i mean being a gutter punk is a specific kind of nerd right, right. you're like a filth nerd right. oh, yeah, I'm, I'm just i've been really into uh i've been really into squalor you know and mm-hmm. like not working squatting um, yeah yeah squatting yeah been, mm-hmm. i've been getting into squatting um, literally and figuratively oh yeah yeah because i mean that the I mean, they're public, the public toilets there have homeless resistant locks. They do. I don't know. There are those <laughs> the, the home that recognizes whether you're homeless yeah, and won't let a, you in. Yeah, th- there's a lot of really smart tech people in San Francisco and they've designed, mm-hmm. you know, it, like like that cat door that has the webcam hooked up to it that recognizes your cat. So it only lets your own cat in huh. and doesn't let like a rat or a, the neighbor's cat. Your cat doesn't have to wear a special collar. No. Really? Not in this one that I saw, which I'm sure was in San Francisco. But then you got to worry about your neighbor, who's like a biology PhD, cloning right. your cat. Right. Building and letting a robot, some other cat in Building there. a robot cat inside the clone of your cat, right. using that to infiltrate your house, and then like stealing all your DVDs. Right. <clears throat> what you do is you got to make sure that your cat door is big enough to let your cat in, but not let your DVDs out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Because a, a cat can fit through an opening that's the size of its head, right? As long as its right. skull can get through there, the whole cat can. That's true. So you make sure and that a DVD your cat's skull get through is there. smaller than a DVD. Right. Yeah. You might have to, you might take a saw. Yes. Andy writes, I just got dumped by a girlfriend of two years, and I was wondering what you suggest I do to keep my mind off of feeling like crap. Thanks for the help. Uh, I don't know if this apostrophe in thanks uh, was you t- mistyping. Uh, oh, probably. Just assume it's it. me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, what do they say? When a relationship ends, you're all fucked up about it for half the duration of the relationship. Really? Uh, so half a year? Six months? Well, no, because it's been two years. So oh, it's been be two years, so a year. year. Uh, here's what I would suggest. 
uh, start doing heroin and don't go into rehab for like 10 months, two mm-hmm. months of rehab, you're fine. And you'll have skipped it all. You'll oh, skip okay. the whole uh, the whole bad part of the breakup. Uh, you know, the girls. Wait, wait. Is this not your you're giving other advice other advice. than the girls? You'll be fine. Girls come and go. Mm-hmm. Relationships come and go. Friends come and go. You come and go. Mm-hmm. You know, everything is going to be fine, buddy. Yeah. Everything is going to be just fine. Tell your mom it's going to be all right. You know, don't uh, don't try to replace your girlfriend right away because you're just going to embarrass yourself. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't you know? You, you can't you can't go out there with that stink of desperation on you. Right. Yeah, that's um, really bad. Uh, it'll also make you feel really really crappy start exercising uh, get a get a hobby that's good for you start mm-hmm. doing something constructive with your time you know what you should do is do the things that you couldn't do because you're in this relationship yeah like um masturbate in broad daylight in the middle of the living room yeah you can never do that when you're when you're in a relationship yeah. normally yep right um yeah uh pee on your bed are these all dick-related <laughs> suggestions? Well, peeing. Pee on your bed. Okay. Yeah, but are you... Uh, yeah, pee on your bed. I'll, I'll go with that. A girl, because if there was a girl sleeping over... Yeah, she would not, she let, would you not let you do that. not let you do that. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll be such a relief that, oh, I finally could do that. And, that, and that's off of your bucket list. Yeah, if, she, if it bothered her when you, ate a, when you ate a sandwich on the toilet, uh, you can do that now. Right? You she can do that? Like, that's gross. I can't believe you even want to do that. But I feel like you can do that whenever you want. If you sneak the sandwich in under your shirt. Oh, yeah. You put it in your armpit to keep it warm. Right? Grilled cheese. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's good. Mm-hmm. Good warm. Yeah. And then, you know, when they, when, if, if you make crumbs by biting it, they just, fall, they just fall into the toilet. The ones that don't get caught in your pubes. And you have to brush those into the toilet later. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's, that's what I would recommend. You know, um, getting over it is horrible to say this, but at times it does get easier getting over relationships because you've had more of them fail than not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, usually, then, unless you've only had one relationship, it, like definitionally, everybody has way more relationships fail than not, right? Sure, only one succeeds, right? And you there's know. always the well, possibility of it. I mean, I guess you can ever relate. You know, I would not count all of my past relationships as failures. Some of them were good. While they lasted. Sure. I, I don't regret I, them having happened. But they did fail to be a forever To continue being a relationship. But yes, I would say all of the relationships, even the ones that, you know, I feel really horrible about even now, uh, were necessary. And I wouldn't uh, trade that time. I remember at times feeling like, you know, it just sucked that a relationship was over. Right? I mean, like, but yeah. it's been so long since I felt that way. But I mean, the other thing was I, like, I don't know. I, you felt more things. Well, I yeah, sure, sure. As you get older, you just feel less strongly about everything, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, you just you just get less testosterone, which is great, because, unless it's immigration. <laughs> oh, yeah, I feel pretty strongly about that. Um, you, there's this real advantage to getting older as a guy in that you stop like being really jealous of guys that your girlfriend dated in the past sure. and just ridiculous shit like that, that you you will wonder why you ever wasted so much time being driven nuts by this something or yeah. shit, mm-hmm. you know, um, pining after a girl who's not into you. Like, 
Right. You know, if, if you are interested in a girl and she's not interested in you, you're like, oh, well, and then you just get on with your life. Right. It's a great advantage of being older. So just look forward to that, you know, and, and uh, maybe someday you'll be able to tell somebody this and they will totally ignore you because it doesn't make any fucking sense to them in context. No, that's, that's the un- unfortunate thing is that unless you actually go through it, you know, you can't do anything about it. So uh, enjoy this time that you're very miserable because this will teach you to not be as miserable in the future. And it sucks to get dumped, right? It does. It sucks to get dumped because you're probably getting dumped because of something that you did, right? And <clears throat> maybe that you can't also just date someone that you maybe shouldn't have or it, it was never going to, to work out. compatible with or whatever. Right. But I mean that you must have done, there must have been something that went wrong that made, you know, because it's not like, oh, well, I just moved on to a point in my life where I didn't like this girl anymore or we matured in different directions. And so we decided to that break it up. That does happen. But it does happen, but it didn't happen in this case because he's saying she dumped him. Right. So right. figure out what you did wrong. By and large, probably what you did wrong was choosing the wrong girl. So hmm. it's not like it has to be a flaw, but like learn from the mistakes that right. you made. And Find the person that, yeah, that suits you. You know, maybe spend a little time now when you're feeling bad, agonizing over the things that you did wrong so that you will associate the things that you did wrong with this bad feeling and be less likely to do them again in the past. Mm-hmm. In the past, you'll be less likely to go back in time and make the same mistake again on purpose just because it would be funny. Hmm. Was that by Eric Stoltz? Did, yeah. Did he just yeah, send him that Stoltz, question? Yeah, he, he was embarrassed. Um, why do you think Eric Stoltz's character in Killing Zoe uh, liked having sex with prostitutes? Because he didn't stay in one place long enough to form a relationship. You think? Yeah. I, I feel like he would go around doing job after crack, job. Crack saving. So then it was much easier to just find a prostitute, have sex, you know, and then and ironically, do his job. And French friend who said, you're going to get a VD, died of AIDS. Yeah. Gunshot AIDS. <laughs> oh right, yeah, you've got a gunshot of AIDS. I feel like we've had this exact same conversation before probably on this podcast where he died of AIDS because he bled so much that all that was left. Yeah, was they the ran AIDS. away. Yeah, yeah. No, we did. So, uh, listeners, you char- can just is it about that character in Killing Zoe? Yes. How does that keep coming up? <laughs> We're kind of obsessed with that movie. <laughs> I do own it. On, Turns out, I do own it on VHS. Didn't you once watch that um, on Christmas Day with your family? Yeah, I think so. They had never seen it. Uh, see, now it would be uh, uh, Love Actually is what I would always oh. watch on Christmas Day. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> Dear Advice Hot Dog. A couple of weeks ago, I found out that my big international internet company employer wants to eliminate the sysadmin and system engineering jobs in Atlanta, where I've lived since 1998. Realistically, I have several weeks to decide if I want to remain with my very nice employer in New York City or Silicon Valley, or stay in Atlanta, where all my friends are. To complicate matters, my soon-to-be wife is in the middle of a long PhD program in Atlanta. I really like my company, and my career prospects seem pretty good here. However, the cost of living in either California or New York are much higher than Atlanta, and I like having a nice house and lots of space. I could probably get a techie job in Atlanta, but I might have to take a pay cut or live with fewer perks. What should I do? And if I move, should I go to New York City or the Bay Area? Thank you, Data Freaking Vortex. Oh, that sucks that mm-hmm. things are being shaken up like that. Yeah. <clears throat> For me, it would be a no-brainer because I hate the South, and I love both New York and San Francisco. Sure, but one, there is his future wife, right, who yep. is not going to just pick up and leave because she's in a grad program. So he would have to live somewhere else, and they would have to, you know, have a long-distance relationship. Sure. I think what what is more important is would would she 
like based on what her career is, would she want to, or would she have better opportunities in New York or San Francisco once she's done with the with sure? The PhD and, program? and if that's could, the or case, could she transfer somewhere else? Or, right? Because I mean, getting a PhD is a thing that you know, often shit that's totally beyond your control makes it so you have to stop and start up again somewhere else, right? There is that, but there is also uh, the greater possibility that. Um, you're going to have to get a job somewhere else from where you get your PhD sure. anyway. So, <clears throat> and it d- also depends on how close she is to being done. If she's fairly close, like even a year away, having, you know, you're getting married, so your relationship must be pretty strong. You could do this, you know, horrible but temporary long distance thing if you're in a different city. It might not even be that horrible. I don't, I don't feel like that kind of thing is as it depends on the person some some people just can't do it at all and some are okay with it i don't know man i would i would stick with your current employer because i think that uh, it's uh, it's awesome um but i you know you might have to be a little mercenary about making that decision right like i see what you mean about wanting to have space though that is a nice thing about living in a city that's cheap is like hey i got a big house and and that this uh, fucking rules and if that's really important to you that that is worth considering you should keep your house and move to san francisco anyway i'm all i'm just giving advice to myself at this (laughs) point keep the house move to san francisco Uh everything will be awesome look at fat dudes balls in the park right yeah man i don't know new york and san francisco are uh, seriously different vibe than Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, Atlanta. I've never, I, you know, I only have gone to Dragon Con, so I don't know what the city is actually like. You get very far away from there and it is filled with assholes. Really? Like, yeah, just, I mean, even in the hotel that we stayed in the first year that we went to Dragon Con, which was like mm-hmm. offsite, it wasn't one of the hotels that Dragon Con was being held in. It was just like, the the guys in costumes or even just the guys dressed like nerds that were walking from place to place just were getting yelled at by mm. by drunk asshole hicks so it's like every, when you go from every direction at once i mean it it just seemed like it just seemed like an extremely bigoted and hostile environment and it reminded me of um, it reminded me of growing up in a way that made me extremely uncomfortable and made me right. like not want to leave the convention whenever right. I'm there. Like I feel like by and large it is an extreme like the people who work in the hospitality industry there understand it's like, well, these people bring in a lot of money, so we ought to be nice to them. But they a lot also of the get times, to know them. A lot of times they they they're not very good at concealing their disdain. Even the people that really? work in those places. Yeah. Huh. I so I have a very unfavorable opinion. I mean, you know, Data Vortex, I don't know if he... He went to college there, so he's been there for a long time. Right. right. Which would be hard to leave. Yeah. So we actually know Data Vortex. Yeah. And- I I am always, I think, going to tell people... To move? If, yeah. You know? Like, because I, I just think that you never know what's going to happen, right? You can always... That's true. You can always go back, right? I mean, you know, they say you can't go home again, and maybe you can't. Maybe it's not the same when you go back, but it probably wouldn't well, have been the same from, if you stayed Well, he's not from there. Atlanta, Right, so it's not like going home exactly. I feel like it is a lot easier to regret not doing something than it is to try something and fail and regret having done it because it failed, right? You regret failing if it turns out to be a bad decision in the fullness of time, but it's almost never a bad decision, right? Like even the people who like left our hometown and like moved to Portland or moved to Kansas City or whatever, like maybe they didn't make it there, but they didn't move back. 
It's like, why would you, like, you can either like, oh, okay, well, it didn't work out. My dreams didn't come true in Kansas City. I didn't become a rock star or whatever. Right. But now I work at Walmart in Kansas City instead of working at Walmart in the tiny town that I grew up in. Sure. It's like, you're not really any worse off. At least you tried. Right. And you, know, and you get a whole new set of people and you sort of create a new new unit of people. He's, you know, Data Vortex is a grown up, though. And, yeah. you know, it maybe is maybe is is most people don't think of, oh, yeah, I'm just going to pick up and, and move to another city after they like own a house or whatever. Right. It's normally like, oh, I should sure. But people do do that. Babies. People do. And, and you know. Yes, he's a grown-up, but he's uh, still a grown-up in that stage where doing this kind of thing is still very easy. Um, you also might not... It might be tricky to find a job that will allow some of the affordances that you're accustomed to hmm. in uh, recreational sure. areas. Um, you never know. You never know. People always ask me if I'm worried about getting drug tested at work. And it's funny, because I own the company. Right. I'm like, No. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not, sir. No, I'm not. <laughs> what people ask you this? Usually you, as a joke. Uh, let's see. I do worry about that. Andrew says, uh, no, no, I'm sorry. Benjamin says, hey, Jick. Ah, come on, buddy. I really hate the way my voice sounds when I hear it played back from a recording. It sound, it's, I sound high-pitched and whiny, and my tone of voice comes across as rude or flippant when I never really meant it that way when I was speaking. Hearing my voice played back makes me, feel, makes me feel extremely embarrassed about myself. What can I do about this? Boy, I don't know, because I have the same problem. I think everybody hates hearing their voice yeah, recorded. Yeah, I hate hearing your voice. <laughs> yeah. uh, this, this was by Benjamin? Mm-hmm. What about me? I, I have some advice. Yeah. I have a terrible voice that I hate listening to. Yeah. It actually, ta- it usually takes me a couple of days before I'll listen to our podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, most of the time I'm very disappointed, but how I've gotten past that is I just ignore it and listen to it anyway. You know, I, I can definitely hear what the guy is saying about, <sighs> there are things that when people say them, you think, God, that guy sounds kind of like an asshole. I wish, I wish that his tone of voice was less dismissive or insulting. And then you listen to yourself talking and you're like, you know... I didn't feel that way mm-hmm. when I was talking, but sure. I sound that way. I wonder if this is why everybody thinks that I'm an asshole. I'm talking about me now. Sure. Um, um, I mean, I think it does make, you know, it's okay to be aware of it. And if you don't like the way that you sound, make an effort to sound different. Like if, if what you're worried about is the tone of voice, like the sound of your voice. is not something whatever. you can really do a no, whole not, lot about. There's not much you can do about it, but your choice of words, if you know, if you just can't get away with saying the things that you're thinking because you sound like a prick, then, you know, it sucks. Say it in a different way. Just say it in a different way until you don't sound like a prick anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and then people will react better to you, right? Like, if saying something does not communicate who you actually are, then say something different until it does. Right. Right. What, what I usually experience is... Um, wanting to intone something uh but when i hear it my voice is just very flat and people can't tell that i'm actually trying to you know make a certain inflection for soothing right that's what they Uh say yeah mine is like fingernails on a racist chalkboard (laughs) and yours is like a like a soothing bowl of lukewarm chicken soup oh on a overcast i was hoping it'd be something something in uh, dairy queen land oh yeah like a mm-hmm. like a river of fudge. Yes. <laughs> Flowing over your fingertips. Uh, alternatively, just don't ever listen to yourself recorded. And then, you know, sure. go to your grave, never really understanding why no girls liked you. Uh, you. You can also, 
you know, we may also be making more of this than, than what it is. He can just just get used to it, ignore it, and it'll be okay. You are also probably going to, you, you are going to be your own harshest critic, right? So right. it's possible that you think, wow, I sound like an asshole there, but nobody else thought you sounded like Sure, an and people still like you and want to talk to you anyway. But if people don't like you and don't want to talk to you and you listen to your Maybe voice it's and you're what like, you're saying. that guy sounds like a prick, that's probably why. <laughs> um, okay. Andrew writes, I'm sitting here in my hovel in Korea listening to the podcast, and I start to wonder, would Zach and Roy appreciate a soju juice box? If they would, how would I send that to them? Does a P.O. box accept packages or only letters? We can't get packages. I got to go to the post office tomorrow and get them to start yeah. taking postcards but, and stuff. To yeah, we're pretty sure we know uh, what to do now to, in order to fix that. Um, if that doesn't work, I could always give him an address that he can send it to. Okay. You but I will do that personally. Private. Yeah. Just, I don't know what soju is. Dude. I don't know is either, like but shoju? I would appreciate it. Uh, this guy, uh, this guy Joe that we know, our buddy who uh, who lives does here he have some? Does he have his own juice brand? He had some shochu. He had a bottle of shochu uh, that he brought back from Japan, and it was the most disgusting. I, I think it was the most disgusting liquid I have ever tasted. Really, that's alcoholic, right? It is. It's my friend Dana's favorite alcohol. I alcohol. I don't think it is always as bad as this. He went to Japan and he was like, hey, I, he got a recommendation of the store. I want some good stuff. I want a good bottle of shochu. And I think maybe the guy was fucking with him or they have different standards of what's good. This tasted sort of like rotten fish juice. Really? It was the worst thing I have ever tasted. Wow. It was so bad. And I like... Uh, soju because it is asian and has s and o and u in that order reminds me of that so if it's like gross rotted uh, fermented fish juice then i don't want it Andrew. Mm -hmm. royal eat it royal will eat fucking anything because he grew up in mexico and well, you should see some of this shit they put on plates <laughs> i was hoping maybe it'd be some kind of like alcoholic pickled kimchi juice yeah yeah, I mean, that seems uh, that would be right up your alley. Maybe with some tamarind. Sure. You, you rim the glass with tamarind salt. Mm -hmm. and, and if it's, um, you know, carbonated, even better. Boy, though, you know what? You turn me around on tamarind. When you go to the place and you, you go to like the Asian grocery store mm -hmm. and you get the actual tamarind in the pods and you break it open and it's got the, the weird, sweet like, tamarind, yeah. vascular system of roots mm -hmm. inside yeah. it or veins. The hard, it's, man. The hard seeds. That shit is awesome. Yeah, it is really good. You spit out those seeds. It's like a buckeye. Right. Only tiny. You spit it into the spittoon and it goes clunk because mm -hmm. it's hard. Uh, let's see. Number two, he writes, how do you start learning a language when you don't need it for survival? While everyone around me speaks only Korean, maybe some English, they don't seem particularly interested in waiting for me to form my broken Korean and I just resort to charades. Yeah. You have to keep trying. Um, when I was learning, learning German, there were people who... Um, because they knew English, they would just immediately switch to English and, and didn't have the patience. But then there were certain people that I became friends with and they, you know, remain my friends that were willing to put in the time. And then we made the transition to German and then I could talk to anyone. What you did was whenever you were talking to somebody in German and then they switched to English, you would tap them in the chest three times hard and say, Elf <laughs> Deutsch. I would. Yeah, um, I also didn't get many dates yeah, because yeah. I was usually trying to talk to girls. Yeah, it was weird. They don't like that. They don't like the. No, they don't. Like they the, don't. The wrapping of the sternum. No. Um, hey, that's uh, that's about enough of this. Yeah, I think. Do is you it think, time? Boy? Yeah, I think it's time for the stinger. What oh, do you got for a, what do you got what's for the stinger? stinger this time? Well, red or white? Just that. Just red or white. Yes. 
Um, I mean, you know me, white, all the way, white power. <laughs> white supremacy in every regard. Yeah. Except wine. Red wine is way better than white. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, if I'm going to drink, well, it really depends on the situation. Uh, and we're talking about uh, uh, wine. <laughs> if you want to drink something that's gross, if you're in a situation where you're trying to come up with the grossest beverage, no, 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 no. Um, I like chilled white wine in the summertime, and uh, say like a white wine um, sangria is really delicious. I find you can also drink it really, really quickly. Uh, so if you, <laughs> uh, you know what else you can drink really quickly? What beer? Beer. You can drink beer really yeah. quickly. Um, but I normally enjoy red wine more, but really I, I drink beer more than, more than I drink wine. But if I'm drinking red wine, I also will be drinking beer. Yeah. I don't always drink red wine, but when I do, I also drink Dos Equis. Yes. Uh, Zach, how are people going to get in touch with us if, if they want to send us a question? Uh, well, uh, <laughs> wow. You have no idea. I, I really don't. They can go to Facebook dot com slash advice hot dog uh they could twitter us at advice hot dog they could email us advice hot dog at gmail.com they could telephone us seven six nine two one eight nine two two five that is roy two one eight zach mm-hmm. or they will eventually be able to send us a postcard advice hot dog p.o box four one seven seven four mesa arizona eight five two seven four well by the time they listen to this they can do that right and uh for all of the shows they can go to itunes and they can also go to our website advice hot dog And if you happen to find yourself on iTunes, why not leave us a positive review? Why not leave us a glowing five-star review? Get us up there. Yeah, we need that. self-help section. That's how people find us, and that's how people, uh, you know... We are at least ten times as helpful as that Dr. Phil dipshit, (laughs) and his podcast is probably in the number one spot. I don't even know. Wait, isn't isn't his advice it's you're an addict of some sort? (laughs) You're thinking of Dr. Drew. Oh, I am thinking Uh, of Dr. Drew. I mean, Oprah is probably bringing her considerable weight to bear in getting Dr. Phil's podcast ranked artificially high and you should Mm. put us above it where we rightfully belong yes so tell your friends tell your enemies Mm. tell your friends and your enemies to go to battle to to send us the best question (laughs) yes but uh thank you for listening everyone now is it time for me to say good night yeah let's say good night good night everybody